Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. So today I am so excited to be here and to be able to share God's word with you. There's a lot of great things that are happening to start off this new year, and I get to share a little bit of all that stuff with you guys. But just uh, I want to let you know if you're here for the first time or, you know, this is your spiritual home, that we've been praying for you. And yesterday morning, we were here in this place. We have prayer every Saturday morning here at 9 a.m. And yesterday, something that was so particular is that when we're here praying, at the, at the beginning, it was like a little bit rough, you know, but there was a moment of breakthrough. And it was like if Jesus was walking in this place. And we started to pray over you guys. And we started to pray over this service and each person that would walk into this building. I really believe that God has something very special for each of you guys in this room. I know that 2020 was rough, 21 was rough, even 22 was rough. But I really have a sense in my spirit that 2023 is going to be an amazing year for the children of God. And I'm not just saying that. Let's put our hands together. I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's the new year and you're supposed to get people excited and hyped up. No, I really believe that we're due. You know what I'm saying? Like I see Julie up on the front with that big bet. When do you do, Julie? When are you due? April. Uh, don't scare me with the dates. So in April, Julie's due. Julie has a date that has been given to her by the doctor of when she has to give birth. I really believe that there's a due date that heaven is giving us for this season and for this time. And I really believe that the children of God, those that have persevered, those that have been faithful, those that have paid the price in this season, 2020, you were paying a price. 21, you were paying the price. 22, you were paying the price. I believe you guys are due for God to answer. So yes, I agree with Pastor Max. Jesus on the mountain, Jesus on the street, wherever you're at, I really believe Jesus is ready to encounter you there. Tell your neighbor there. I really believe God is ready to encounter you there. And today I'm starting a new series. Don't worry, it's not called There. All right, but I just came up with that. All right, we're starting a new series today, and it's called Reset. Okay, that's the name of this first series for 2023. It's called Reset, all right? And this series has to do with with the word that God has dropped in my heart for this year. And the word that God has dropped in my heart is moving forward. You know what? It's time to move forward. It's like Pastor Max was talking about, you know, when Caleb and, 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 and Joshua were about to enter that promised land and there were all these giants and all these problems that were in front of them, but God was telling them something. You know what God was saying? Hey, it's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. So I don't know how 22 closed, but guess what? About a week ago, we turned the page on 2022. It's time to move forward. It's time to do a reset. I don't know how many of you guys grew up playing video games, all right? Even though I might look old, I'm not that old. I grew up in the video game generation. I remember when I got my Atari 2600. Anybody remember Ataris? If you show an Atari to a kid today, they'll be like, what kind of weapon is that? But it's not a weapon. It was a video game console. And I remember my Atari 2600 with my joystick, the first time that I had Pac-Man at home. What I mean at home is before you had to pay to go to a, you know, to an arcade and they had all these arcades. Well, the 2600 was like bringing the arcades home, you know, and you had this big cassette. You would just drop it in the middle and I had my Pac-Man and I was ready. And I remember that when I was about to lose and I had those little goals coming after me, you know what I would do? I would press the reset button. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play that game. Let's start a new one. And then we moved to Nintendo. We had Tech Mobile. Anybody remember Tech Mobile? Man, if you picked Bo Jackson in that game, you were scoring a touchdown. <laughs> you moved to Tech Mobile or Duck Hunt, you know, and all these games. My wife was a Duck Hunt fan. I, I'm going to admit something. I still have the gun at home from Duck Hunt. Actually, I might bring it next week. <laughs> but all of a sudden, man, I remember that I'd be like all the back in the room. And back then, a big screen TV was 13 inches, guys. 
You guys remember those days, a 13-inch TV? I remember when I moved from a 10-inch TV to a 13-inch. I'm like, come on, baby. Some time ago, I got a TV, 82 inches. Somebody comes in, like, that's not big enough. I'm like, no. When you grew up with a 13-inch TV, there's like 10 of those in there. You know what I'm saying? So I remember with Duck Hunt, I'd be in the back. I was like, let me see how my aiming is. And when I wasn't killing those ducks, you know what I would do? I'd get closer to the TV and closer to the TV. When I really wanted to kill some ducks, I put the gun on the screen. And if things were not working, there was that good old reset button that you were just press. Let's reset this game. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes in life, it looks like we were looking for that reset button and we can't find it. A lot of times we're going through so many issues, so many problems, so many situations, and you're like, man, I wish I could start this over. I wish I could go back. I wish. How many of you guys have said I wish before? Well, let me tell you something. I'm here to tell you today that God is the God of second chances. God is the God of second opportunity. I am so grateful for that. Because if it wasn't for second chances and second opportunity, I wouldn't be here preaching to you guys this morning. But God has been so merciful with me, and he's been so merciful and so good with each of you guys that are here, that let me tell you, in 2023, you have a new opportunity. You have a new chance. You have a blank slate in front of you. And you decide what you get to do with that. You decide what are you going to write on that. You decide which way you're going to go. And I want to tell you something, guys. It's time to move forward. The Bible says, forget the former things. Forget the things of the past. How many of us, you know, know people that every time you get together with them, they want to bring up the past. They want to bring up what happened 10 years ago. What happened, you know, 15 years ago. What happened 20? It's time to move forward. When you have those people around, you tell them, hey, you know what? It's time to move on. It's time to go. I can't stay there anymore. It's time to move. And you see, in the Bible, we see the story where the children of Israel are finally set free from 400 years of slavery in Egypt. And God, you know, he sends the 10 plagues on Egypt. And Pharaoh finally says, all right, you know what? I don't want nothing with these guys. Just let them go. And they go out, you know, they celebrate the whole Passover and they go out, you know, and they're in the middle of that desert. And all of a sudden, Pharaoh says, oh my God, I just lost my workforce. I just lost everybody that did everything in this land. He goes, I can't let these guys go. So you know what Pharaoh decided to do? He decided to go and go after them. He decided to follow them. He's like, I'm not going to let these guys go. I'm going to bring them back. And all of a sudden... The children of Israel find themselves in a great predicament. In front of them, they have the Red Sea. And behind them, they have Pharaoh's army. And they're coming at them to kill them. And we find this scripture in Exodus chapter 14 that I want to read to you guys this morning. And I pray this becomes life. Exodus 14, if you guys could come there with me, you have it in your Bibles And you can highlight this, 14 verse 11 through 16. That's where we're going to find our reading uh, this morning. It says this, When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. And they feared greatly. Of course they feared greatly. They've been enslaved by these guys all these years. These guys have weapons, and the Israelites don't have anything. They've been slaves. They're running for their lives. So when they see these guys, what happens? They have fear. How many of us sometimes have our hearts filled with fear when we see some of the things from the past that used to put us down all the time? Some of the issues that, that, that have been there, that have been giants, that stand in front of you and say, you can't do it. It says that they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, it is, be- is it because there's no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die 
in the wilderness. So what these people start to do is that they start to blame Moses for Moses taking them out of Egypt. And they start to say, Moses, things were better for us over there. Now, the reality is, was it better for them over there? These guys were slaves. They were mistreated. They were being killed. They had nothing to eat. And, and if you continue reading, they're like, oh, we had meat to eat. Oh, really? <laughs> we had all these great things. No, they didn't. The thing is that when there's giants that are in front of you, you know what looks better? The past that you came from. When you have challenges in front of you that you don't know about and you don't know how you're going to handle it, you're like, you know what? I'd just rather stay here. Why am I going to put up with all this? And we all of a sudden fall into a comfort zone. We fall into the state of, you know what? I'm cool. I'm good. I'm relaxed. I'm not bothering anybody. But you know what's the problem? That when you fall into that, you're not moving forward. Actually, you're falling behind because the Bible says that the kingdom of God is advancing. And if the kingdom of God is advancing, but you and I are staying in the same place, you know what's happening? It's getting further and further and further away from you. And all these guys start to say, hey, things were better over there in Egypt when we were serving the Egyptians. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. And I want to give you that word today to start off this year. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. Hey, you know what? Don't go back into the world. Don't go back to the way you used to do things. Don't go. Stand firm. Don't be afraid of what's standing in front of you. Stand firm. You got to get a grip sometimes. I remember that I used to play high school football. And it wasn't my favorite. I was more of a basketball player, but we were a small school, so we had to play football as well. And I remember that being in the line, okay, you had to block for the quarterback to have time to throw the ball. And I remember that we would work on all these different drills on how to stand in order to be able to block the guy, to be able to be firm and not moved. And a lot of times in our Christian walk, we're so easily swayed. We're so easily moved. We're so easily shifted. A little thing comes our way and immediately we fall into a crisis. And the Bible says, according to this scripture, it says what? It says to stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work out for you guys tomorrow. It doesn't say that. Next month, it doesn't say that. It says when? Today. How many of you guys are believing God for great things today? Raise your hand. I'm believing God for great things today. God is the God of today. God is the God of the present. Yes, he's the God, okay, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God of all generations. But God is the God of today. He says today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. It's today. He wants to do something new. He wants to do something fresh in your life. When? Today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall never see again. What a great promise that is. These things that have been bothering you, these things that have been standing in your way, these things that have been robbing your peace, these things that have been screaming down at you, the Lord says, you shall never see these things again. And you got to take a hold of that by faith. You got to take a hold of it by faith. Because if you just stay there and say, well, you know, I really don't know this and that, forget it. You lost. But you say, you know what? I'm going to take a hold of this word. And by faith in Jesus' name, I'm moving forward. And I'm going to do it. You know what, sir? Things start to move. Things start to happen. Things start to happen. For the Lord will fight for you. What a great promise. For the Lord will fight for you, and you only have to be silent. <laughs> Isn't that an amazing fight? When you go into the fight and say, hey, just don't worry about it. I got this. I, I, I'll take care of this. You know, going back into that video game analogy that I was using at the beginning, the other day I was playing FIFA. You know, now there's like a big FIFA fever, you know, in the whole video game things. Everybody's playing, you know, FIFA 23 and World Cup. and all. So I'm trying to like get into it, you know, and trying to work into it. And I'm, I'm hanging in there, you know. But the other day, you know, I was getting my behind handed to me, you know, playing the game. And next to me was this guy that was really good. And all of a sudden, you know what I did? I go, help, get the control. 
I'm like, just try to, try to get me back in in the second half, you know? I was down like 5-0. I'm like, you can score five goals. Here you go, man. And you know what I did? I just stood to the side. And all of a sudden, one goal, two goals. I'm like, come on, baby. We're going to win this. I wasn't playing, but it was my game. <laughs> At the end, man, I was buried too deep, man. He couldn't make the comeback. So I stayed like 5-4. I'm like, oh, you know, we were almost there. But isn't it amazing when the Lord says, hey, move to the side. I got this. Hey, I'm going to fight this for you. I'm going to take care. Can we put our hands together for the Lord that fights for us, that steps in? The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? You see, Moses is telling the Lord, oh, the Egyptians, oh, there's so many. Oh, it's a big army, all oh, Pharaoh and this and that. And the Lord saying, why are you crying to me, man? Why are you doing all this? Tell the people of Israel, here's the word, to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. So the Lord tells Moses, hey, stop griping, stop arguing, stop telling me all these things that have happened to you. It's time to move forward. And I'm here to tell you in 2023, as your pastor, it's, it's time to stop complaining to God about all the things that could have been, that should have been, that they did to you, that this and that, and it's time to move forward. This is a new opportunity that God has given. Yeah, they failed you. Yeah, your father wasn't there. Yeah, your pastor mistreated you. Yeah, this and that. It's time to move forward. Because at the end of the day, it's your life, and you only got one shot at it. You only have one shot. You only have one life. And you can't continue blaming the person that did something to you 10 years ago for where you're at now. No, it's time to take responsibility over your life and say, my God is a great God. He's a mighty God. He's giving breath to my lungs. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name in 2023. Come on now. I wrote here a couple of things. What are some of the things that don't let us move forward in life? Just a couple of them. Unforgiveness. Some of us are still harboring our unforgiveness in our hearts. Unforgiveness because of hurt, because of anger, because of problems, because of situation. You know what you need to do? You need to forgive in Jesus' name. You need to forgive. Even if you feel that you don't have the power to forgive, you close your eyes and say, Jesus, I forgive so-and-so. And I want to send them to your presence in your name, but no, I'm not going to do that. I forgive them in your name. You need to let go of unforgiveness. That's not letting you advance. That's one of those things that hinder you. Another thing that hinder, okay, you're moving forward is broken dreams. Broken dreams. You had these expectations. You had these ideals. You, you expected to be somewhere else in 2023. You expect it to be at a different place in your life. Maybe you expect it to be married. You, maybe you expect it to have graduated already. Maybe you expect it already to have a child. And those things didn't happen. And these expectations that you had, all of a sudden, these broken dreams don't let you advance anymore. You know what you need to do? You need to surrender that to God. You need to give that to God. You know why? Because there's still great things that he wants to do in your life. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know who this is for. God is the one that has the final word, not the situation, not the person, not the problem. He's the one that has the final word. You continue persevering. You continue believing God. You continue putting in the effort. You continue putting in the hard work. doesn't matter if the, the boss hasn't seen you yet. You keep on serving those people and doing your job on time. Sooner or later, you're going to be, be placed in the, in the place that you need to be. Why? Because it's not the person. It's God behind the person that will see the way that you've been doing things the bible says don't do things unto men do things unto god whatever you do do it as if you were doing it for the lord you're not doing it for people god uses people to promote you but is god the one that promotes you in his time in his time you can't give up so broken dreams a lot of times those shattered dreams they come and they don't let us move forward sinful behaviors 
These are other things that come and don't let us move forward. You get stuck in a behavior. You get stuck in a pattern. You get stuck in a way of thinking. You get stuck in a habit. And these sinful behaviors, all of a sudden you become a slave to them. You need to let that go in Jesus' name. Sinful behaviors become idols in our life. And the Lord says, you shall have no idols before me. You know what you need to do those things? You need to bow them down in front of God and say, you know what? I'm not going to have any other gods. My heart is only going to be surrendered to him. Whether your sinful behavior could be whatever it is. It could be gambling. It could be pornography. It could be eating habits. Whatever it is, you surrender that to God. And setting, conforming, is another of those things that don't let us advance in our walk. You just settle. You just conform. You know what? You say, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to be here. I'm fine here. Every Sunday I come to Numa, I sit here, and this is going to be my chair. And no, I'm not going to do no growth track. And no, I'm not going to join no dream team. And no, I'm not going to go to any prayer meeting. And no, I'm just going to settle because I'm happy and I love this place. I'm glad that you love this place. I love you too. But don't settle. Don't settle. God doesn't want you to settle. There's so much of God inside of you. There's so many people that he wants to use you to bless. There's so many things that he still wants to do through your life. You think it's over already? Or do you feel that God still wants to do things through your life? If you believe that God still wants to do things through your life, don't settle. Don't let that hinder you moving forward. Look what Job 17 verse 9 says. It says, the righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. Where are the people that become stronger and stronger in this time? The Bible says, it's the righteous, it's those, okay? I love it. It's those, those that with clean hands, those that have been washed in the blood of Jesus. Those that have been redeemed, those that, that God has set apart, those are the ones that the Bible says, they keep moving forward they keep moving forward so if we're going to move forward in 2023 we're going to have to do a reset on some of the ways that we've been operating just remember the video game analogy all right and just got that reset button i remember one day i was playing this kid man and, and he was so proud you know and he hadn't lost we were playing madden Okay, on a video game. Madden is a football game. And, and I was like, you know what? Let me get a shot at it. And all of a sudden, I'm beating him. And nobody, like four people had played him before and had him beat him. Now, the funny thing is, I was about 21 and he was about 14. And he was talking and he was bragging and nobody's going to beat me, this and that. And by the third quarter, I was beating him like by three touchdowns. And we're getting to the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, I turned around, I talked to somebody. And you know what he did during that time? He hit the reset button. So when I look back at the screen, it's back at the startup. And I'm like, what happened? And he goes, oh, it was an electrical. No, it was no electrical problem. It wasn't in those Wi-Fi days that your Wi-Fi went out. That didn't happen back in 1990-something. I'm not going to tell you when. There was no Wi-Fi back then. But he hit a reset button. So if we're going to advance in our walk with God, we're going to have to hit reset on a few things that we've been doing. Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. Look at what the Lord tells us today. He goes, look straight ahead. Can we do that? Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. What the Bible is saying, you need to have a plan. You need to have an action plan. You need to know where you're going and stay on the safe path. I want to give you a word of warning this morning. This is not a season for you to be taking crazy risks with your life. This is not a season for you, got, for you to be taking these great leaps and great adventures. Hold on a second. There's moments for that, I believe. But the Bible says here, okay, stay on the safe path. Don't go crazy. Oh, no, is that God is going to honor my faith and I'm going to do this and I'm just going to put everything on credit cards or I'm going to do that. No, 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 no. Stay on the safe path, guys. 
Just relax a little bit. Don't get sidetracked. I love it. Keep your feet from following evil. The Bible's so clear on this. The way that it speaks to us. I mean, it's clear. It's clear. So how are we going to move forward and reset in 2023? Here are my four points of today's message. Number one, if you're taking notes, you want to write this down. All right? You're going to hit reset and you're going to advance by starting to make prayer and spending time with God a priority in your life. There's no way of moving forward if you don't make God a priority in your life. There's no way. For the Christian, let me tell you something. We try to, we try to look for ways. We try to invent our ways. We try to pave our own ways. Let me tell you, it always goes back to the basics. It always goes back to the basic. It always goes back to your relationship with God. It always goes back to your prayer time. It always goes back to the scripture. My wife and I like to go to retreat on the mountains in North Carolina. And every time that we're there, it's so quiet. And what do we do? We start praying. We start connecting with the Lord. We start reading that. And we're like, there's no science to this. This is the same thing. But why do we move away from it, guys? Why do we let all the things interfere and get on the way and sidetrack us? So how are we going to hit reset, number one, by starting to pray and spending time with God, a priority in our life? The question for me is, God, a priority? Is spending time with you, a pri- with him a priority in your life? How many married couples do we have here this morning? Married couples, raise your hand. Don't worry, I'm not going to, it's going to be good. <laughs> Sometimes like, I don't know if, man, if I raise my hand or not. Just keep my hand. What would happen to the husbands if every Saturday, instead of going to spend time with your wife and with your kids, you're going out with your buddies and going to play basketball and going to so-and-so's house and going to this party? Husband, what would happen? Huh? Pastor Max is like, hey, Pastor Max don't even have a neck and he's going like this. <laughs> Pastor Max went like this. That's a leftover anointing from Pastor Joe. He was here last week, man. So (laughs) he was asking for you, man. He goes, just use this one when you talk to move forward. All right, I'm going to move forward. (laughs) Hey, that's a great way of applying this message, bro. Listen, husbands will get in a big deal if every time that it's time to be with your family, all of a sudden you have other plans and you have other priorities and you're doing other things, it will be a mess real quick. Well, let me tell you something. With the Lord, why do we do that? Why do we make other things a priority? And we lead him there. Every morning when I wake up, I say, the Lord is waiting for me. That's the way that I think. The Lord is waiting for me. Jesus is right there in my prayer room. He's waiting for me to go talk to him. Even if it's just dropping in for a few minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, being in there, say, Lord, thank you. Today's going to be a crazy day. I need your wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for restoring my soul during the night. Thank you for giving me the strength to go forward, to advance. So we want to make sure that prayer and you seeking the presence of God is a priority in 2023 for you. And as a church, we're going to help you out. How are you going to help us out, Pastor? Well, tomorrow we start our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Tomorrow morning... For the next 21 days, starting tomorrow, the 9th of January, all the way to the 29th of January. My wife says, you're going to be fasting on your birthday again. I, I fast every year on my birthday. But then after that, we have a good time. But anyways, tomorrow at 6 a.m., okay, the doors of this place are going to be open. And you can pop in here from 6 to 7. We're going to be praying in this place. We're going to have a time of seeking God every Monday through Friday. If you can't make it in here at 6, I know that some moms got to take kids to school. People got to get to work and stuff like that. At 12 noon, we're on social media. Okay, 12 and 12.30, 12 in Spanish, 12.30 in English. If you say, Pastor, I can't make it to that, Saturday at 9, we're here. And if you can't make it Saturday at night, bro, you better show up next Sunday at 10 a.m. to the service. But we're going to be trying to help you connect with God and start a prayer life 
In this season, we need it desperately. And you see, this morning I was coming up here and I'm like, with all these papers and books and stuff like that. I'm like, I, do, I look like a broadcaster up here. All these are resources that we want to give you guys to use in this season. We have this 21 days prayer book. These are everything we're going to be praying about. We, if, if you don't have this, we, we used it in, in August. All right. If you don't have your August one, it's the same one now in January. All right. But if you don't have it, we have out there in the information center. Once you walk out, you're like, hey, let me get my prayer book. And every day, this is what we're going to be going through. And you could take notes of what God is showing you and stuff like that. So we have that there. We have a Florida prayers guide. Okay. How to pray for the leaders of our country, how to pray for the leaders of our state, how to pray for the leaders of our church, how to pray for the vision of our church. So you're like, I don't know what to pray man there's like 20 things here that you can be praying you know you spend a minute on each you already pray like 20 minutes you know what i'm saying so we're trying to help you with that and then we have a list of how to fast because last week i was talking to somebody like pastor I, I don't even know so like from sunday to monday do i just stop eating i'm like no you're gonna collapse if that happens you know like it's not like that you know you need to do gradually and stuff like that so here it talks about the different types of fast that you could be doing, all right? And there definitely is an all-water fast or all-liquid fast, all right? But I recommend that if you're going to do that, you sort of prepare yourself for it. You know, you just don't dive into the deep end of the pool. You know, you gradually go into it. So you could go into veggies first and stuff like that. And other people are like, Pastor, food is not a big deal for me. Well, fast social media then. Or fast video game. I got a mm-hmm here in the front row. I don't know what that means. I'm not even going to look. I'm going to preach to this side right now. When I get that mm, you know, it's like, let me just move to this side. Let me not get in trouble. Fast from video gaming. Fast from sports. From watching the heat. I don't know what it is. But pastor, why do I have to fast? So you could use that time to seek God. It's not, okay, this is important. Some people are like, oh, I'm fasting. And what do you do during the time? Man, I just suffer. No. <laughs> during that time, okay, the time that you use 30 minutes for lunch at work, okay, those 30 minutes, I'm going to apply it and seek God. You know what I'm saying? What I used to do with this, I'm going to apply it over here. Because if not, you're going to have a miserable time. Don't even try it. <laughs> all right, but I have a, a thing here of how you can fast, so you can pick all that stuff up out there. It's going to really uh, help you. And then we have these little cards in the back, and I always, I'm big on this. Uh, it says, those that I want God to bless. And what we're going to do is that during these 21 days, we're going to write the names of people on this. It could be two people. It could, you can write all the way up to 10 people here, all right? And during these 21 days, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be praying for those people. All right. Now, in two Sundays from now, I'm going to tell you, okay, you can reach out to them. Because the last day, the way that we break our prayer and our fast on the 29th is by you inviting those people to church. And that 29th of January is a special service that we have prepared for our visits to reach out to those that you guys have been praying for. Actually, it's been amazing because like around November, December, I met two separate couples or family that go, we came here because people were praying for us. Our name were written in their cards and now they're part of our church and that's so exciting all right so guys you're going to get that little prayer card is back there outside in the information center you're going to write somebody's name and every day you're going to be praying for that person praying for that person praying for that person and then on the last week i'm going to say okay guys this week you can reach them invite them all right and i believe in jesus name that those people's hearts are going to be ready to respond to all the prayer that you've been making for them and ready to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior or ready to come back to church or whatever it is that he needs to do in their life, okay? And for our young people, for our youth, they're part of the package too, all right? And this upcoming Saturday morning, all right, our young people, uh, who are our young people? Not the ones that are 45 like me, okay? <laughs> Just, Rene, put your hand down, bro. You're in, you're in my boat over here. Sylvia, you're with Rene over there. So you got to relax, all right? Our student ministry, let's clear it up like that, all right? All our students, all our young people, this Saturday morning, they're going to be having a prayer 
vigil time at the beach for a sunrise prayer service. So parents, I'm going to ask you for something big. Can you drop off your kids here at 5.30 a.m. on Saturday morning? And we're renting yellow buses, and they're going to drive them down to the beach, and they're going to get there before the sun rises, and they're going to have a time of prayer, acoustic, you know, and then they're going to have a breakfast time there at the beach, and then they're going to be back here by 11.30 in the morning, okay? And you're like, Pastor, that's so early to get up. Listen, for about six hours, we're going to get them off your hands. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, bring them here. They're going to have an encounter with the Lord. We're believing that God is going to do great things in their life. There that morning, they're going to be praying. They're going to be encountering the presence of God. All right? So the way that they can sign up for that, okay, actually you can scan. We're, we're, this is amazing. I love this. You can just scan this QR code. Let me get out of the way, man. You want to get your kid, you want to register them, okay? There's a fee, a small fee, okay? You can register them there. All right, and here's all the information. That morning when you come and drop off your kid, I do need you to, you know, pop in real quick and sign a fast waiver. All right, if your kid, you know, gets lost in the beach and he doesn't get back, uh, I need you to go pick him up. You know what I'm saying? I need you to sign a quick waiver. Pastor Max, like, I can't believe PC just said that. Pastor Kirk's reference, Gabby. Pastor Kirk, which is one of my pastors many years ago, he was a youth pastor at Dade Christian, and uh, he took his students to Disney, and he spoke to all the parents before, and he go, if they're not on the bus by this time, they're staying in Orlando. Guess what? When it was time for the bus to leave, two students weren't there. Guess what Pastor Kirk did? He drove to Miami. When the parents got to Dade Christian, where are my kids? They're like, you got to go up to Kissimmee to pick them up. They didn't show up on time. And like the same face that you guys have, that's the same face I'm sure those parents had. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that to your kid. I just need you to sign me a waiver real quick on Saturday morning, all right? So 2023, guys, let's go after it. Let's go after God with all our heart. Worship team, you guys can come up. Number two, real fast, I'm just going to give you this. How are we going to move forward and reset? By developing a true relationship with the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you something about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a watered-down version of God. My wife, a lot of times, goes to the restaurant, she orders Coke, and a lot of times, you know, when it's Coke from a machine, it gets watered down, and she tells the waiter, can you change this for Sprite or something else? Because it doesn't taste like Coke. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is not one of those things that you got to return back to God. It's like, man, I was hoping for Jesus, and they gave me this. That's not who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit wants to be your best friend. He wants to walk with you in 2023. And He is all God, almighty, all powerful. And the Holy Spirit wants to develop a relationship with you. This Wednesday night, we're going to have our first Numa night of 2023. And I want to invite you to come. What is Numa night? That's a night where we come here and we seek the Holy Spirit. That's a night where we come here and we pray and we go after God and worship is a little longer than what we have here on Sunday mornings. And that's a, that's a night where we, we, we share communion as well. That's the night where we have laying of the hands and praying and prophesying. I want to invite you to the Numa night this Wednesday at 8 o'clock. You're not going to regret it. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit's going to be in this place. And when he is there, man, I love him. I love the things that God does when he shows up. I want you to make room for the Holy Spirit in your life in 2023. You want to reset? You tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I surrender to you. I want to give you room in my life for you to work. A lot of us have a hard time reading the Bible. Let's confess how many of you guys have a hard time sometimes concentrating and reading the Bible? Raise your hand. You're in church. The time You can confess here. Don't worry. We're not going to take a picture. Homero, graba todo el mundo que levantó la... No, I'm kidding. You can raise your hand. How many of you guys have a hard time reading your Bible sometimes? Well, why is this important? Because the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. Imagine you were trying to read a book and you wouldn't understand with that book, but you had the person next to you who wrote that book. And will tell you, hey, listen, this is what I try to mean here. This is what I'm doing here. 
So as we move forward, number three, write this down. We're going to hit reset in our lives by doing a reset with our Bible reading and worship time. Personal Bible reading, personal worship time. I'm here this morning, and I'm going to say that probably one of the greatest keys in my life to my walk with God has been personal prayer time, personal time with the Holy Spirit, has been my Bible reading, and making a habit of it. Just this last week, I received horrible news about a pastor that he's no longer pastoring his church because of a personal situation he's gone through. And an old friend of mine, back when I was a youth pastor, is taking over that church right now. And when I heard that news, it broke my heart because I'm like, why are so many pastors leaving? Why are so many pastors falling? Why are so many pastors getting distracted? Why are so many of us going through so many things? It broke my heart. And a lot of times when we come to a place like this, you know what happens? We, we, we stop doing the things that we would do at the beginning. We stop going after God with our whole heart. I don't know if we have music here for the piano. If we could turn on the piano. Emerson, put it a little louder. I need some music. A lot of times those things that we did at the beginning, we sort of forget them. Or we sort of put them in the back burner. And I told my wife something. I told her, you know which are those that are moving forward in this season? Those that have never forgotten where God found them. Those that are so grateful to Jesus for have chosen them. Those that tell the Lord, Lord, you're here, you're real, you want to walk with me. And that daily surrender their life to him. We can't lose that church. That's not just for pastors. Jesus wants to sit with you every morning. Like, Pastor, every time I open my Bible to the book of Leviticus, I want to close it. Don't worry, when I open to Leviticus, I want to close it too. <laughs> but don't go into the things. Pastor, I'm trying to read Revelation. <laughs> Listen, you might get into trouble if you get in there. I always recommend people start with the book of John and go into the book of Acts and then into Romans and then continue the New Testament like that. And after you've gone through the New Testament, then okay, let's go to Genesis and then go the other way. And every day, go through a Psalm, go through the Proverbs. I remember the great Reverend Billy Graham said, every day I read a Psalm and I read a Proverb. The Psalms help me relate with God. The Proverbs help me relate with men. And I was like, man, if it worked for him all these years, I'm gonna apply that. And the fourth and last point, and I close with this. If we're gonna move forward in 2023, and we're gonna hit the reset button, it's time to speak to other people about Jesus. One of the things that I think that has died in the church is witnessing of Jesus. Talking to people about your faith. Talking to people about your passion. I remember when I started going out with Gabby, Max and I would work out every day. And after working out, we would go out and hang out, this and that. But I started going out with Gabby and I started to spend less and less time with Max. Why? Because all of a sudden he didn't seem that attractive anymore to me. <laughs> So he was like, this back in the day, he was like, are we going to go to Bally's today? That wasn't even a LA fitness there. We're going to go to Bally's today? I'm like, no, no, it's that I'm going over to Gabby's. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. Have you noticed when you fall in love with somebody, all you want to do is talk to your friends about that person to the top place that the people say, hey, can you be quiet, bro? All you do is talk about that person. All the time you're telling me about that. Can we change the conversation? Is there something else to talk about? Well, when you're in love with God, that's what you want to do. You want to speak to other people about Him. 
You want to tell other people how wonderful he is, what he's done for you. You want to tell him how, uh, you want to tell people how he's answered prayer in your life. But if there's no love there, then you're not going to be talking to anybody about him. And I'm here to tell you, church, to close this morning, we can't move forward if our love for God has gotten cold. We can't move forward. Because there's no way you're just going to go through the motions. And there's not going to be any heart behind it. So this morning, I close by asking, has your love for God gotten cold? Because it's time for you to warm it up. 2023 is here. And it's time to move forward. And it's time to hit reset if, it's, if you need to hit that reset button. I want you to close your eyes real quick as we close. God is such a wonderful God that he gives us new opportunities. The Bible says his mercies are new every day. Every day, new mercies that God, thank you, Lord, because I mess up every day so bad. And every day you have new mercy. So today I've been telling you about moving forward in 2023. And if necessary, hit the reset button. So I want to ask you, what are those areas in your life that you might need to hit reset on? What are those areas in your life that you might have to tell the Lord, okay, Lord, new paper, new page, I'm starting out. And if today you believe your love for God has been going cold, just right there where you're at, just be honest with him. Just tell him, Lord, this is the condition I find myself today, but I'm here. I'm here. I came to do something in my life. So just take these next few moments and have a talk with him right there where you're at. Miss Power, your name is healing. Your name is love. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is love. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. this morning I want to pray over you father in Jesus mighty name I want to thank you for each person that is in this room right now and I want to thank you for each person that is watching online I want to thank you for the work that you're doing in each other lives Lord God father I declare that right now things that were stuck in their life Lord start to move forward in Jesus name I declare, my God, that this is the moment and this is the season where there's some resets, Lord God, in their life. And this is the moment where they start to believe again. This is the moment where they start to trust again. This is the moment, Lord God, where they start to surrender again. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you would, you would be there with them, Lord God, that you would enable them, Lord, that you would help them, Lord God. You said in your word, Lord, that a smoldering wig you will not put out, Lord. So I pray in your mighty name, Jesus, that you would do a mighty work, Lord, and all those whose hearts have gotten cold, all those, Lord God, who have let the worries of life, Lord God, 
take a bigger place in their life that should. I pray that today, Lord, that fire is sparked again in their life, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that once again, the passion for your presence, the passion for your word, the passion for prayer comes back, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And right there where you're at this morning, if you believe that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you and you're one of those people that say, Lord, I'm going to do whatever I got to do in 2023, but I'm not starting this year the same way that I ended 22. I'm going to stand up for my faith. I'm going to hit reset. I'm going to move forward. If I've been speaking to you and you say, Pastor, this word is for me right there where you're at, I want you to stand in your feet. You don't need to come up here to the front, but you stand to your feet right there where you're at and you tell the Lord, Lord, I'm taking a step today. I'm standing today. I'm doing something today. But I'm not leaving this place the same way that I walked in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for all those that are standing right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do your work in them. They belong to you. They're yours, Lord. Fan the flame, Lord God, of the fire of God once again in their life. Speak to them once again, Lord God. Even where there's been silence, Lord God, I declare that your voice comes again clearly into their hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You just, right there, you're standing. You just take a moment, just you and the Lord, and talk to him. Take advantage just of such a sweet presence of God right here, right now. Just talk to him. And if you're here today or watching online, and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, you've never received him as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity. I'm speaking to other people that are here today that you might say, Pastor, I don't know if I have a relationship with God. I don't know if the day that I die, I'm going to go to heaven. Well, there's a way you could be sure. And that's by giving your life to Jesus, receiving him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says, Jesus actually says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus didn't come to start a new religion. He came to pay the way so that you can have a relationship with God that was broken because of your sin. And today I'm here to tell you, your sins are forgiven. If you invite Jesus into your life, he paid for those sins on the cross. And today you're here, you say, Pastor, I want to make that decision. Right there where your eyes close and head bowed, I want you to make this prayer with me. You're going to pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for paying for my sins on the cross. I make your sacrifice a personal sacrifice. I receive it right now. And I invite you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Take me by the hand from this moment forward into the arms of my Heavenly Father and let your presence be with me always. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.